Welcome to Conversations with Student Affairs. I'm your host, Jen Tuff. For today's conversation, Matt Soroka and Linda Tanisoff from Career Services will be joining us to, to take us through the Career Services Roadmap, which includes discussion about career services in the classroom, career fairs, and networking. Let's jump right in. I think back and reflect upon my own student experiences. So I attended a small liberal arts college in New Hampshire is division three. I was a student athlete and, you know, I never took it upon, you know, myself to go and seek out career services. I felt like I was a well-informed student. When I started working in the profession of student affairs and working with students, I didn't realize that, you know, career services had so much to offer. Um, I didn't know what I was missing out in an experience. And I think sometimes students don't know what they don't know. Um, you know, Matt, could you tell us, um, you know, a little bit about, um, you know, what career services can offer to students and alumni? Um, and take us through that journey. Yeah, I think for, you know, I think that the support, the resources that career services um, provides to our students, you know, across the board is, is really that roadmap. You know, it's thinking about where they are, thinking about where in that journey they might be and the resources, the support, the mentoring, the advising, coaching that goes into it and helping them make the best informed decision. And I think one of the unique things about Penn State is that full, full like life cycle model. You know, it's thinking about coming in as a, a first year student um, in terms of providing them with the best education in terms of selecting a major, getting engaged across campus, taking on leadership opportunities, developing skills and experience to moving on to an internship and then, you know, developing that professional experience, whether it's in terms of you know full-time jobs or research or graduate school and, and really building upon that through different you know online and in-person resources to really help them make the best informed decision you know i often think of, of our work as kind of being the passenger in the car to help them with the navigation to say hey here are the options here are the possibilities you know thinking about yourself your self-awareness your own experiences and background where's the best connection points going to be and for a lot of students, it might be something basic in terms of, you know, developing a resume or a cover letter. It can be, you know, joining a club across the system, attending a career fair, whether online or in person, you know, and then establishing those alumni connections with the larger Penn State network to really, you know, cultivate that and leverage that for the rest of their professional career. So I see career services as that connection that will allow them to take the maximum utilization of those experiences. So, so Matt, if I think back to my student experience, which was so many years ago, you know, I wasn't even the passenger really like in the car at that point. So kind of like, let's think about car shopping, right? So yeah. I'm the student, how do I find out if I'm, you know, a residential student or a world campus student, where should I go if I want to see what services are available for career? Well, I think the best starting point, especially for our World Campus students, is going into Nittany Line Careers and establishing a meeting with myself and Lynn. And just starting that conversation. You know, here's where I am, here are my concerns, here are the opportunities in front of me, and us to just brainstorm around the possibilities around that. I think that's one of the best starting points, whether it's, you know, the 
you know, looking at the Penn State Career Services website, the World Campus Career Services website. So that way you get an understanding of the menu of options that are out there. And I think that's an important place for students just to kind of gain awareness, you know, oh, what is this? How does this work? There's, there's some career counselors. What does career counseling look like? How can they best serve and assist me throughout the process? And, you know, thinking about it as a conversation instead of, you know, a, a checklist of deliverables in that sense. And, as, and once we get going, we can formulate a game plan to best empower the student to make the best decisions. But I think that starting point is just understanding their, their interests, their concerns, the opportunities in front of them, and, you know, how do we build that bridge forward to support them. Thanks, Matt. And so, so Lynn, when I'm thinking about this experience here, right, I might get a little bit of career service experience in the classroom. So can you tell me about how I might see this pop up in my courses? Well, uh, sure. I, I absolutely would be happy to talk to you uh, about that. Jen, I wanted to kind of react to one thing you said earlier, if you don't mind, sure. before I answer that question about no how this may pop up in classes. Um, you had mentioned that you didn't really use career services as a, as a student. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a common experience. And as I work with adult learners, mm -hmm. I will often hear from people, boy, I wish I knew about yep. career services while I was in school, because this might have helped me, um, you know, kind of formulate where I'm heading, um, made me feel a little bit more confident about the searches I'm doing or, uh, you know, like job searches and all of the, the things that come with it. What, what's hard to understand is like, it's not hard to understand, but what is interesting or what's been interesting to me over the years in doing this is that it's almost like it's not until somebody needs it that they realize it's here. Oh, right? so true. It, it it is and it's like if people are like well i don't i don't know how to write my resume i don't know how to find a grad school that i want to go to i don't know what major i want to study and sort of those questions arise and then people are like well how do i figure that out then they sort of start looking maybe for a little bit of support and find that they've got these robust services that are available to them equal to what any student would get at Penn State, honestly. Mm -hmm. But you had mentioned the question, how would this come up in classes? Yeah. And I'm going to say that there are some um, academic majors who have really strong partnerships with us. In fact, there are assignments in some of the courses that people have. That's one way that, that we might kind of enter into. Of course, faculty members will do additional kind of things within their own specific discipline. Um, so, and what does that mean? So, so for some majors, they have to go and do a mock interview and a mock interview system that we have. For some, they have to or are offered the opportunity to have a resume reviewed or an assessment done with them to see what kind of things um, they can learn about themselves. And in, and in one case, there's some information that's directly in the system itself or in the structure itself in, in IST, for example, it built into every course, there's some career information. And it's mostly in that case, because there's internships required. And that's another way that it is oftentimes embedded in classes is people will have in their academic major, a required internship and people will, students will often ask how do I find an internship while I'm working full time? And, mm -hmm. you know, how do I make, how do I make this kind of thing work? And that can yep. be kind of a, 
but but it's really a great idea for people to do internships it's a great way to um build up the, your current skills and skill set to be able to bring to an employer um, the kind of current experiences that sometimes students are wondering, do I have any current experience? I'm coming back into school. Do I have experience? Or um, for that matter, it, it's like I'm switching careers and I need to get some experience in the field. It's a great way to do that, whether it's required or not. But but for your question in terms of like how many come up in classes, certainly internships is one of those touch points as well as assignments that um, that different faculty members put into their um, into their classes. That's awesome. Extending that experience outside of the classroom can be so valuable. You know, you were talking about building current skills and you know I just think that this completely fits naturally you know what are some of the opportunities where students can keep building those skills so I've heard about career days can you tell me about career days is it offered a certain time of year is it offered multiple times um what how might that be an experience where students could build current uh could be building those skills well, you know, when I think of career days, they think of spring career days and fall career days, which is oftentimes associated with um, fairs, career fairs, mm -hmm. which are opportunities for students to network with different employers at, at the core of it. That's really what you're doing at a mm -hmm. career fair. Yeah. And so, you know, that is an opportunity to meet employers, to interface with them. Uh, employers who you will network with after the event really mm -hmm, is really yeah. kind of what it's all set up for and so when I think of career days and world campus students it, because of the pandemic okay so people started thinking a little bit more outside of the face-to-face -face box and um, you know because of that there are opportunities now it's a little more hybrid both the and this is driven largely by the employers because the employers are kind of like oh we can see the benefit of virtual kind of interfacing with students right so i think when i think about like career fairs and people might say well do i need to come to pennsylvania well you can but you don't have to necessarily because there's some virtual opportunities through that like you mentioned the career days kind of activities but People should also look for in their colleges, there may be those kind of opportunities as well as um, additional tools, additional ways that you can connect with employers. I think anything that our listeners can pick up to add to that toolbox of, you know, whether it's programs to look for, whether it's uh, networking tips, um, I think any of that can be really helpful for our listeners. Okay, well, I'm gonna talk a little bit about um, skills and skill building because I mentioned and I'm launching off a little bit from what I mentioned with internships but um, when I'm thinking of world campus learners the adult learners who are primarily a part of our um, our campus I think about people saying how am I supposed to develop skills to get to where I want to go mm -hmm. either within the company I'm in or in another kind of organization and the idea of doing an internship can be like, that's one too many things I can do. So what I will sometimes talk to students about, and this is something that I think would apply pretty broadly across academic majors, is if you if you kind of have an idea of where you're going, but you, you don't quite have those skills yet, looking for opportunities in your existing workplace. So if you're employed, for example, um, and you wanted to develop technology skills or you wanted to develop leadership skills or anything that an employer might want, 
um, looking for those opportunities in your workplace can sometimes be a really um, fruitful activity because there may be some things that you can kind of tag on to what you're already doing. So rather than create like a whole nother experience internship, for example, um, sometimes you can build skills within where you are. The trick is always knowing what skills to build. Um, and that's kind yeah. of a moving target at some to some extent. But and what, what I mean by that is like as we develop in technology and, and the way that we work in in the workplace, things change. Mm -hmm. So you know, we're constantly trying to upskill. Um, one of the ways that you can try to figure out what skills you might be trying to develop is to talk with somebody um, such as a career counselor who can individually work with you to talk about what is it that you're aiming for? What are some of those skills that maybe that maybe you need to develop. And it's not like I'm here knowing what all those skills are. Okay. Sometimes what we need to do as a strategy is to reach out to people who are in a particular field and say, what are the things that I really need to be adept at to be a competitive person in the workplace? And so when we talk about something like networking, I know that networking oftentimes is associated with you know events right like people mm -hmm. will talk about networking events but it's more than that it's actually yeah. a skill that you want to use not just to do at a career fair but but also to just sort of connect with people in your field it's a great way to um, find out about opportunities but it's also a great method if you're trying to figure out what kind of skills do i need to target as i'm moving in this direction people who are already in the field can tell you this is what's going on right now in the field and what 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 you really have to be able to to do or talk about or what you want to highlight even on your resume as far as skills so when we talk about networking it can be used for a lot of different things um, i think it's a, a tool that is underused and i'm going to add in with this mm -hmm. um, networking includes linkedin and i think a lot of times people um, go on LinkedIn and they make a profile and they're like, that's about where I've gotten with it. I encourage people to really go into net, um, to network into LinkedIn by joining different groups. And if you're not sure how to do that, you should definitely get in touch with a career counselor. It's probably one of the easiest ways that you can find people who are in your field um, or the field that you're aspiring to get into. Um, so when I think about you know, some of the services that we provide and, and some of the skills that people need, um, networking is definitely one of them. And I'm going to say this with a lot of confidence, okay, because I've been doing All this right, for over a decade, okay? And I've talked to people from, I've lost count how many countries, okay? Networking works every place in the world. I'm serious. This is a tool that everybody uses mm -hmm. and it works to find out information from other people about what it is that you maybe want to do, the kind of things that people do in their jobs. You know, you can network and kind of ask people about that. Um, and certainly finding opportunities as well. I, I've been stunned by how universally used networking is across the globe. I yeah. guess we're kind of just built that way as humans, but but definitely a tool that people can leverage um, for, for their career in so many different ways. 
I'll say like, there's always networking opportunities. Um, when when I used to live in the Pittsburgh area, when I started working for the university, I was flying out of Boston and I met a, some alumni and their family in the airport. And so you just never know where this, where this happens. Mm -hmm. And so Matt, I know I had, had asked if you could kind of talk a little bit about some, some networking tips. Do you also have any kind of unique networking um, stories or, or anything that you could share with us? Well, I think it's, you know, looking at networking as a community, right? And it's really thinking about how do I turn this into a habit? How do I make this like an everyday practice? And I, like connecting with Lynn, you know, and the idea that it's everywhere, you know, when okay. my, uh, my Penn State experience, I've had the opportunity to go to China with some of our MBA students, you know, we got to meet with alumni there and you realize how universal the Penn State experience is. And so for myself, it's, it's realizing that you know, th this is the community you're building around you. These are the professionals that kind of help support you and help you, you know, really build upon where you want to go. And the nice piece at Penn State is, you know, like Lynn touched upon LinkedIn, we have a, a significant population on LinkedIn, whether it's through World Campus or larger Penn State University wide that we can really tap into and understand. We have other resources like LionLink and the Blue and White Society, different alumni associations, the Penn State chapters that might be in your local community. So it's a nice piece. And one of the things that's really unique about Penn State is you don't have to go far to find this, right? At many other universities, you can't, you got to kind of like find the right person who to talk to and the gatekeeper and that. Penn State is everywhere. And that's the nice piece of, of being part of this community is that you have a significant population of people that want to support you no matter what stage you are professionally, personally, you know, what your interests are. And it, so it's a really dynamic experience. And I think when I talk to students a lot of times, you know, they, they want to reach out to somebody and they're not sure what to discuss with them or how to connect with them. And I just say something basic like, you know, figure out your shared interest. What do you have in common? What are those experiences that you can learn from? And, you know, whether it's just an easy kind of coffee conversation or a Zoom call or, or an informational interview, you know, look at all of these and think about how can you, you know, keep that momentum in building and going in terms of c continuing that partnership. And it needs to be genuine, right? And authentic. That's the piece that I think builds the quality there. If you can find somebody that's willing to coach, mentor, advise, or even just share experience with you and it's authentic, it's a really enriching experience. If it's more transactional, right? That's where networking kind of doesn't provide as much value in the process. And, you know, looking at the different events, looking at your classes, your teams, um, your professors, your faculty, whatever, you know, always look at everybody as an opportunity to network, you know, whether it's going to office hours or you have a team meeting coming up, but you show up five minutes early just to chat with your team members, that's networking. And so it needs to be that everyday practice where you're building on this and then you'll cultivate this and you'll see the, you know, the return on investment through networking down the line. Um, but it's, you know, it needs to be that everyday practice. Thank you so much, Matt and Lynn. We've we've miraculously like this has gone so fast where we're closing, um, coming in close to our time. And you know, I I thank you so much for taking us into this world of utilizing career services. You know, going back to the beginning where I think about as a student, I wish I would have spent maybe five minutes of talking to somebody to expand those skills of you know that five minutes before class learning about somebody maybe I would have learned from a classmate if they were using career services um, so I'm, I'm so grateful for for your time today and for our listeners um, Matt and Lynn and some of our other colleagues will continue to join us for our podcast conversations with student affairs and thank you both for your time today
you're most welcome. Can I add something? Sure. Just because I feel yeah. inspired to do so today. I think that one of the things that we want to keep in mind is we're, we're here to support you. It, it, it is a valuable, it would benefit you greatly, even if you're not sure what that career question is that you're having. Because sometimes that's where people start. It's like, I, I just sort of have this vague idea that I, I think I need to figure this out. But that's what we're here for. That's what our services are for. We're here for you. We're here to help you. Um, and, and help you be successful. And if you're not sure where you're starting with it, you know, just start with the conversation like Matt mentioned earlier, because we're, we're really good at helping you figure out what you're really trying to figure out. I know that sounds kind of funny, but but if you're kind of stuck with career, you know, just come and talk to us and we'll help you to, to kind of sort through it. Great. Thank you so much, Lynn. And, you know, I think that's a really great final thought for us for, for ending on. So thank you so much. You're welcome, Jen. Thank you.